0: It is five oh eight, and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharad. It is time once again for Popit Popit Parliament, where we bring you updates from the Day One Rakyat. So today kicked off with a discussion about food security. Tampin MP Datuk Muhammad Isa Muhammad Isa wanted to know the type of crops and livestock that we're focusing on to improve the country's self sufficiency ratio or SSR.
1: So Deputy Minister of Agriculture and Food Security, Chan Fong Hin, outlined eight commodities that the government is focusing on, including rice, vegetables, fruit, beef, chicken, fish, eggs, and milk. And he gave a breakdown of the SSR value of each, uh, of, each of these items.
2: SSR yang dicatatkan bagi bahan makanan utama negara pada tahun 2022 adalah seperti berikut. Beras, 62.600 6, SSR. Sayur 44,7%, berbulan buah 78,1%, berbulan satu daging lembu 14,7%, berbulan daging ayam dan itik 94,4%, telur ayam dan itik 108,9%, berbulan susu segar 57,3%, berbulan ikan makanan edible fish sembilan percent dua
0: he also outlined some of the measures the government is taking to improve our SSR including increasing the amount of milk we produce by boosting our livestock um, and also produce like ginger, cabbage, chili and
2: coconuts. KPGM like padi Membertingkat produktiviti padi menerusi inisiatif Smart Sawa Berskala Besar Smart SBB, menerusi model mini skinchan dan projek perintis penanaman padi 5 musim dalam 2 tempoh 2 tahun. Matlamat pelaksanaan program Smart SBB adalah untuk mencapai SSR beras negara pada 75% menjelang tahun 2025 dan 80% menjelang tahun 2030. Kedua, ternakan ruminan bagi penghasilan daging dan susu. Meningkatkan jumlah bilangan ternakan ruminan bagi penghasilan daging lembu atau kerbau ke tahap SSR 50% dan SSR 30% bagi daging kambing dan biri dalam tempoh 5 tahun 2021 ke 2025 melalui plan strategik pembangunan industri pedaging negara BIF plan 2021 ke 2022. Plan strategik pembangunan industri tenusu negara Diary plan 2021 ke 2025 Turut dilancarkan dengan sasaran penambahan 20 juta liter susu segar ke arah mencapai SSA 100% menjelang tahun 2025. Sayur-sayuran dan bobohan yang mencatatkan SSR yang rendah serta kadar impor yang tinggi meningkatkan pengeluaran sayur-sayuran seperti halia, kubis dan cili serda buah seperti kelapa. Tasar Akur Makanan Negara 2.0 KPKM menyasarkan SSR bobohan dan sayur-sayuran masing-masing sepanjang 83% dan 79% menjelang tahun 2030 dan perikanan dan akuakultur memperkasakan pengeluaran ikan makanan melalui akuakultur yang menyasarkan pengeluaran akuakultur berbanding perikanan tangkapan pada nisbah 60 ke 40 menjelang tahun 2030.
0: That was Deputy Minister of Agriculture and Food Security Chan Fong Hin. Uh let us know since we're talking about food security, since we're talking about trying to boost that self-sufficiency, when it comes to your kitchen, do you buy locally produced Ingredients is that a priority for you? Do you ask where things are from? Uh, that number to call: double seven, double three, two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at BFM Radio.
1: Now, following the discussion about food security, MPs moved to a discussion about the Malaysia Digital Economy Blueprint of MyDigital. Indra uh, Indra Makota MP that Sri Saifuddin Abdullah asked about the status
0: of the initiative. Economy Minister Rafizi Ramli uh, took this one, saying the government will focus on efforts to expand the digital economy ecosystem, particularly startups. Uh, he said that this is different from the approach they announced previously, which was more focused on efforts to create unicorns. He said this new tactic
1: would not only strengthen local companies, but also draw international interest.
3: Kita tidak terlalu terikat dengan subsector-subsector seperti pendekatan-pendekatan sebelum ini, kerana industri itu berubah dengan begitu cepat. Sudah tentu, kita perlu mengambil beberapa pendekatan untuk meletakkan Malaysia di peringkat kepimpinan serantau tertentu. Yang itu yang kita usahakan dalam bidang kecerdasan buatan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tapi pandangan saya Indra Makota ialah sebab itu peralihan kepada pendekatan mestilah kepada soal mewujudkan ekosistem terbaik kerana dengan ekosistem terbaik itu ia akan dapat menarik minat syarikat-syarikat pemula dari seluruh dunia dalam bidang-bidang dan subsektor yang menjadi pilihan pada ketika itu untuk beroperasi di Malaysia dan itu dengan secara automatik juga akan membawa masuk pelaburan-pelaburan daripada venture capital uh, selain daripada um subsektor-subsektor yang telah digariskan di dalam My Digital sebelum ini. Lalunya di dalam satu ekosistem yang mana tidak cukup syarikat di peringkat C maka tak cukup pula syarikat yang sampai ke series A, series B dan series C. Sebab itu kita mengubah pendekatan daripada kita tumpu kepada nak capai 5 unicorn, tapi kita bagi bantuan sepenuhnya kepada 4 5 ini saja adalah lebih baik untuk kita tabur bantuan dan buka ekosistem itu kepada seberapa banyak yang ada supaya syarikat-syarikat yang benar-benar berdaya tahan ini apabila mereka telah melepasi kalau dalam vocabulary uh, startup ni dia peringkat yang dipanggil Valley of Death. Maksudnya 2-3 tahun pertama itu 99% syarikat startup bankrupt. Hanya 1% saja yang lepas.
1: That was Economy Minister Rafizi Ramli. Next, a topic that has been brought up multiple times in day one: uh, our RFID system. Now, if you drive or have friends who drive, you know that one of the major complaints is that the RFID tags have been a problem, uh, or have problems rather, with detection at toll plazas, and this causes delays. Of drivers.
0: Yes, it does. Um, Sharad, you sound quizzical, and that's because <laughs> I don't drive. <laughs> you famously don't drive. <laughs> um, but RFID, in theory, it's a good idea. And I think that um, actually, every time we open this up for discussion, it's such a mixed bag. It's like a 50 50 thing. I think some people have great experiences, always whiz on through, no problems. Um, and others know that there is. Potential for just one person getting stuck in the lane to cause a backlog. You know, I wonder if
1: there'd be a time when cars will just drive seamlessly through these, you know, virtual toll booths, and then and then it'll be recorded. If they have the uh, the money, it'll be deducted. They don't, then it'll be you know uh, it, they will be summoned or something. Why do they have to stop? I mean, you know, shouldn't the system be so sophisticated that cars just Flow seamlessly through virtual. I believe turbos.
0: what you're talking about is the multi lane free flow system, which is what the government has been saying they plan to transition towards. So, so I'm not the visionary. I think I no. <laughs> I, I I was watching you believe so much that you had this great this is idea. idea. <laughs> Yes, um, there is a term for it, MLFF. <laughs> Anyways, um, going back to RFID, Alosta MP Afnan Hamimi Taib Azamuddin wanted to know what efforts were being made to improve the efficiency of the system. <clears throat> Deputy Minister of Work, Statut Sri Abdul Rahman Mohamed, explained that RFID technology has been accepted in the implementation of the Multi-Lane Fast Flow Initiative, or MLFF for short. He
1: said we currently have uh, four hundred and sixteen RFID lanes that use radio frequency identification as well as technology that recognises a vehicle's plate number. However, research on this is ongoing.
4: Uh, sebab itu kita nak laksanakan MLFF dan dalam MLFF ini kita letakkan juga RFID. Maknanya kita akan menggunakan radio frequency identification dan juga kita akan menggunakan bersama automatic. Number recognition Maknanya kita Menggunakan NANPR Kita gunakan sekali Supaya ia akan Lebih laju dan kita boleh Detect nombor kereta Dan juga sekali Dengan pengguna tersebut Jadi peningkatan ini Mungkin boleh seperti saya nyatakan Jawapan, dia lebih cepat Dan efisien Apabila kita menggunakan uh, Matilin Fast Flow Dan yang disarankan oleh yang Berhormat sebentar tadi Sebenarnya kita telah membuat kajian Banyak negara Dan kita nak supaya yang terbaik Sebab itu sekarang ini dalam proses kajian Kajian kita lakukan Dan uh, dalam masa yang sama Kita akan cuba uh, pada, pada 2024 Penggunaan tersebut Secara cubaan Kita nak melihat keadaannya lebih sesuai Kalau digunakan maka kita menggunakan banyak kaedah-kaedah. Saya sendiri pun dah pergi melihat kaedah tersebut eh uh, suatu saya meniti ITS, uh, intelligent uh, intelligent transport uh, ITS intelligent transport eh uh, system. Kita dah 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 pergi melihat dan saya melihat banyak negara yang menggunakan MLF ini adalah kegunaannya sangat baik. Jadi insya-Allah kita akan cuba sedaya upaya Dan kita menerima banyak sebenarnya pandangan-pandangan daripada rakan-rakan alian berhormat, daripada rakan-rakan luar supaya ia menjadi lebih efisien di masa mendatang untuk kegunaan tol di dalam negara kita ini.
1: Not missing a beat, Jelutong MP RSN Raya took the chance to ask about uh, toll exemptions for the upcoming Deepavali festivities. To which Rahman said, "No discussions have been made yet, and if a decision has been reached, the announcement will be made by the Ministry of Finance."
4: Malaysia, Ataupun hari uh, Isnin ada perayaan, Dah pasti uh, Masyarakat kita akan uh, uh, Balik kepada uh, Pulang kepada kawasan masing-masing Untuk meraihkan bersama Tetapi dalam soal uh, Yang dibangkitkan oleh Yang dibangkitkan oleh Yang berhormat Julutung Sakit ini Saya nyatakan bahawa Belum ada perbincangan lagi Dan uh, kalau ada pengumuman pun MOF akan membuat Penghormatan tersebut melalui Di bawah Kementerian Kerja Raya Maknanya kita dapat uh, Dapat uh, kelulusan daripada MOF, barulah uh, Kementerian Kerja Raya akan Mengumumkan sama ada uh, Pelepasan tol pada hari perayaan Di Fahabali, tapi saya menyokonglah Apa Julutu nyatakan Tapi terpulang pada MOF, depan saya Ada sahabat MOF Dia sedang mencatek, saya tengok
0: that was Deputy Minister of Works, Datuk Sri Abdul Rahman Mohammed. I'm not sure who was laughing. <laughs> it was, um, but the main voice there was the Deputy Minister and then there was an MP who was um, amused. Well, so, at least he
1: was in the in the hall. No, this is true. Because there's so many absentee MPs. <laughs> and
0: it's an issue that we'll be covering later. So, um, let us know our usual temperature take. How has it been if you are using RFID, both the good and the bad? It surely can't all be bad. Um, that number to call, 7733 Send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio.
1: Moving on, Banda Tunraza, MP, Datuk Sri Dr Wan Wan Ismail wants the government to explain uh, the problems of graduates being mismatched with their jobs and what's being done to address this issue.
0: The Deputy Minister of Human Resource, Datuk Mustafa Sakmood, said that the ministry has implemented the National Dual Training System, or SLDN, which means that students will be learning in a real workplace environment. He said that the government has
1: an industry-led body to coordinate industry demands, as well as provide honest feedback on whether a graduate is a good match for the job.
5: Program SLDN ini adalah berasaskan standard o- kemahiran pekerjaan kebangsaan dengan izin National Occupational Skills Standard (NOS) yang dibangunkan berdasarkan permintaan dan kehendak industri yang menjadi rujukan utama kepada semua institusi latihan kemahiran bagi menjalankan latihan kemahiran. Sehingga kini sebanyak 2072 NOS telah dibangunkan. Untuk makluman Dewan Yang Mulia, Kementerian melalui Jabatan Pembangunan Kemahiran telah melantik dengan izin industri-led body yang merupakan organisasi pemacu bagi sesebuah sektor industri dalam membangunkan NOS ini. Jadi kita akan pastikan bahawa NOS ini akan berdasarkan permintaan industri, jadi so kita akan reduce gap di antara pembangunan NOS dan juga permintaan industri ini. Melalui industri late body ini, pakar-pakar dan pengamal industri memberikan input dan terlibat secara langsung bermula dari peringkat awal pembangunan NOS dan yang seterusnya digunakan sebagai standard rujukan dalam membangunkan kerikulum program Tibet kita. Penglibatan industri lead body dalam pengubalan dan penambahbaikan NOS merupakan salah satu mekanisme untuk memperoleh input daripada pihak industri agar isu ketidakpadanan dapat diminimumkan.
0: He also said an industrial training program has been launched to benefit graduates and employers with tax deduction incentives.
5: Dan Sumarmanusya melalui TalentCorp pula sedang giat menjalankan program latihan industri berstruktur nasional MySIP yang merupakan inisiatif kerajaan yang memberi peluang latihan industri berkualiti kepada graduan tempatan disamping insentif potongan cukai berganda kepada pihak industri. Pelatih latihan industri yang menyertai ...mySIP layak menerima laun latihan industri berbayar... ...minimum RM500 untuk sijil dan sijil kemahiran Malaysia 1 hingga 4... ...dan minimum RM600 untuk sijil kemahiran Malaysia tahap 5 diploma dan ijazah. Melalui mySIP, bakat muda diberi pendedahan awal, kerjaya dan padanan kemahiran... ...yang diperlukan oleh industri. Sejak dilaksanakan bermula 2012... My SIP telah berjaya memberi manfaat kepada lebih 120,000 bakat muda tempatan dan lebih 1,000 syarikat tempatan dan multinasional. Berdasarkan kepada laporan tren My SIP 2022, sebanyak 33% pelatih industri mendapat pekerjaan pertama di tempat mereka menjalani latihan industri, sekaligus mengurangkan ketidakpadanan kemahiran.
1: That was Deputy Minister of Human Resources, Datuk Mustafa Satmud.
0: Now, at the end of Question Time, Jelutong MP, RSN Raya, asked the Speaker, Tan Sri Datuk Johari Abdul, to respond to a remark that was made by Datuk Sri Hamza Zainuddin last Friday. Now, Hamza had reportedly said Johari was the first speaker with no legal background and that his predecessor, Tan Sri uh, Azhar Azizan Harun, had performed better because he was, and I quote, not a politician. Yeah, well, I think
1: uh, many people might disagree on that. Uh, anyway, to this uh, Dewan speaker uh, Jari Abdul uh, stated that any individual is free to criticise him outside the Dewan riot because his job was to focus on parliamentary proceedings.
6: mempersoalkan kewibawaan dan saya akan bertindakkan namun pun begitu, sesiapa juga boleh hina saya di luar boleh panggil saya unqualified boleh panggil saya tidak berpendidikan saya tidak menjadi isu saya berkhidmat untuk Dewan ini di luar terpulanglah nak kata saya bodoh ke saya tak cerdik ke saya tak qualified, it's not my business I'm here colorblind di sebelah kanan saya juga saya bertanggungjawab Sebelah kiri saya juga tanggungjawab. I'm here. Saya diletakkan di sini sebagai insan yang akan kenali perjalanan agar keputusan yang kita ambil akan menempaatkan rakyat. Alipromat yang nak main politik mainlah. Jangan get me involved.
1: Now this wasn't the last from the day one speaker because he came to the mic again to address the issue of absentee MPs.
0: Having a busy day, clearly. So a bit of background before we get into what happened. On Saturday, um, November 4th, the, the Speaker, Tansri Jari Abdul, was reported as saying that the names of MPs found absent from sittings would be displayed on the website of Parliament. Um, this would be discussed then with the Parliamentary Committees, which includes MPs from both the government and opposition blocs. Now, taking kind of an
1: opposite view on this, uh, Baloran MP Ronald Kindy brought, uh said that it's not fair for the Speaker to put for such a proposal to shame MPs as he put it.
0: So the speaker explained then that it's not finalized and he clarified that he understood that it was not necessary for all MPs to be present for daily sessions because they have other responsibilities.
6: Luran, saya berharap menteri akan respon, Nazri. Baik, baik. Ya. Sebab saya akan sebut gini, Luran eh. Yang pertama sekali perkataan shaming What's wrong. I never intend to shame. Yang kedua, saya menjawab bahawa Ali Parlimen ada komitmen-komitmen lain. Tak semisinya mereka pasti ada di sini. Tak semisinya baca baca laporan betul-betulnya. Eh. Tidak semisinya semua ahli Parlimen harus ada di sini. Karena mereka ada tugas lain. Namun pula begitu, apapun juga cadangan akan dibawa ke jatan kuasa peraturan mesyuarat. I'm very clear of that. So I don't mean to shame you. I know. I do not mean to shame you, sir. Sebab tu saya kata bila statement itu dibuat oleh Speaker di luar sana public interpret no 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 line no. you can inside public thing. interpret line i but know i understand that i see there ten years That's all. I that
3: But that was about the... to public interpret because it comes from the speaker of the house
0: you just heard um they were right a speaker tanzir jahari abdul and some interjections from baluran mp Dr. sri dr ronald Candy that um, public perception of mps was uh, important now as you can hear from that abrupt ending that wasn't necessarily resolved but Perennial issue. What do you think about this idea of displaying the names of absent MPs on the official parliament website? Do you agree with it? You can call 7773 2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. And that is it from today's session of parliament. Keep it here, BFM 89.9.
7: Bigotry free Malaysia, BFM 89.9.
0: It is and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And we started off our show today, as always, with Puppet Puppet Parliament. And there were some uh, vibrant back and forths today. Sometimes there aren't, to be frank. <laughs> but today there were. And uh, some of the topics of discussion included uh, RFID, Um, there are plans to implement a system that identifies a vehicle's plate number as part of the move towards MLFF. Uh, There's also been conversation about MPs being absent from Parliament and the suggestion, the proposal, that their names get displayed on the Parliamentary website. And we were asking you for your thoughts on that. You can call 7773 2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Let's start, I think, with... um, Um, absenteeism because there are quite a number of points on that we have a voice note from someone who goes by Cool Breeze and Blue Skies
7: I with regard to the Speaker of the House wanting to publish the MPs who are not in Parliament on the website I think it's a great idea because it's a step forward in um, accountability having said that though the response should be given to he or she whichever MP is absent to respond uh, as to where they were or why they were not able to attend the session and so this opens up a whole new system of transparency for the rakyat who's interested to know how their MPs are doing when they're not in parliament So. If the Speaker wants to publish the names, yeah, go ahead. But uh, also allow the other side to uh, clarify as to where they were and why they were not in Parliament. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for that. Um, Mario also says, absent with apologies and absent without apologies, uh, the latter should be disciplined, um, then up the level of discipline, emphasize the discipline of champions. So again, there is, I think, this desire to distinguish between people who just really, it feels like they're playing truant um, versus people who can't make it or, um, you know, just have other more urgent tasks to do.
1: Yeah, so the question is, what what's more urgent than, uh, you know, dealing with lawmaking, which is, I mean, at the core of the work of a parliamentarian, right? They're lawmakers. So they have to sit through the explanations. They have to read the briefs. They have to make decisions. And they have to be there for the vote. Uh, but if, if you go to the the parliamentary website, you actually get a sense of how many days our federal parliament sits. Uh, and, you know, I think people will be surprised because, you know, the, the ebbs and flows, there are these intense, like, 31 days. That was the first meeting, February to April. And then. We're in a long chunk
0: now, I we think. We are. We're in a yeah.
1: 32 two day mm. chunk. Uh, and because there are gaps between, and there's the question of all the other things that happen in Parliament that are not so visible. And uh, so I guess. You know, Ronald Kennedy does have a point. I mean, if you just make it sound like they're uh, they're absent because they're just, you know, shooting the breeze and having a coffee somewhere else, then that's not fair to the MP. But at the same time, there is a need, uh, as Mario suggests, you know, for transparency.
0: Well, let's talk about uh, Cool Breeze and Blue Skies' suggestion that absent MPs should be given the opportunity to respond to why they couldn't attend and I think that's a part of it right? because the the work of parliamentarian, frankly the work of politicians I think, to most of us who are not politicians, can feel very opaque Um, it does feel as if you spend a lot of time uh, and I say this with respect to all the politicians we've interviewed, um, it does feel like you spend a lot of time talking Um, that that seems to be what people most closely associate (laughs) with the work of a politician when in fact there's a lot more to do there's the, the running of your office, there is is lawmaking. Um, there is, you know, just all these other committees. There are plenty of things that go into in if you're doing your job right, doing the job. And so actually having people explain that or just come, you know, talk about it might might go some way towards helping people understand. Um others though are for it. Jessica says she's all for the idea. Um Anonymous says, also please be transparent, MPs should be responsible, clearly inform why and when they should they will be available. MPs have aides, so I can't see why timely communication can't be given when they are unable to be present for the meetings, they should practice better time management. Um, parliamentary seatings are scheduled, so I feel it's a case of siapa makan cili, dear rasa uh, MPs owe it to their voters to be present.
1: Yeah, I think what, uh, you know, Anonymous, I think one of the concerns that Ronald Kindy brought up was the idea that this was a, an attempt to name and shame, right? We think of that particular mode of getting people, uh, motivating you know, individuals who have not done, or you know, dropped the ball, as it were. And so I think what uh, Johari Abdul really did was to clarify that there was no intention to name and shame. What it was was to put it out there. Though I must say, you know... Uh, uh, there could be many people uh, who, having been elected, uh, don't take their job as seriously. And you know, and I think this is not just federal parliament, right? That we should be looking at. It's also our state assemblies. Some states in the federation don't sit for very long, and it's shocking. And you want to think to yourself, what are they doing for the rest of the year? So, if you're from a state uh, other than Slango, why don't you check it up and find out what you know, How many people? How many days they actually sit? Look at Trungano and such.
0: We also have another voice note that came in from uh, Rahim.
8: Absentism, right? So, I mean, I love this part. Right? So, they are voted by, by the people, right? And yes, the reason why, I mean, the name should be mean, uh, mentioned or announced and then including the days that they are absent and the reason, right? So, people need to know who they voted for and why they didn't turn up. I mean fighting for them, right? So they need to publish it maybe in terms of newsletter or something, right? Just to show that if they are voted they should be present.
0: Rahim, thank you. So the suggestion here is that it will be on the website. Not quite a newsletter, but, you know, there certainly for the public to see, should it go through.
1: Yeah, and Rahim, I think you also maybe exemplify the kind of sentiment a lot of voters are increasingly feeling that they're not there just to vote in somebody and then they're going to, you know, um, let them do what they want. I mean, a lot of us want our MPs and our duns to work for us. After all, they get paid huge amounts of money and Um. and they get pensioned. And you know, and so while they are working, uh, let's make sure that they do work
0: for us. It's not just that we want to. Um, it's not just that we want them to work for us, right? It's that we want. It's that thing about justice and the appearance of justice. It's not just that we want them to work. We want the appearance of work as well. I think that's really at the heart of this. It's what people are asking for. I want to be able to see what you're doing. I I think it goes back to that opacity in some ways. Yeah,
1: and also I think for elected representatives today, that would be a two-way street, right? They... I presumably, want to be seen to be doing their work and not just doing their work quietly, I mean, you know, if they're doing the work. So, yeah, it's a win-win situation. If there's more transparency, and everybody gets to check on each other to
0: make sure things are actually moving. Fayette says, The Hansard is outdated. That's the crux of the issue. An updated format should ideally highlight the MPs' attendance, proposals, bills they support, um, merit, need index on how they're performing for their area, even an expense sheet.
1: Fire, that's a very interesting point you make. It is right. Yeah, because I think of ha- the Hansard as a sort of a dust covered covered document that you know that, <laughs> that nobody us, looks at. That, that nobody looks at. And so yeah, how to make the Hansard a living document that can be useful not just for the parliamentarians and researchers into in, our parliamentary history, but also uh, for
0: citizens and, and voters. Um, Tony saying. Uh, Yes, the names of delinquent MPs should be publicly displayed, just like if you default in your subscription in your club, golf or whatever it may be, your name goes up on the defaulters list till the liability is extinguished. And this is interesting partly because um, I'm wondering when this list would go up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Is is it yeah. at the end of the session or is it... Um, at, every week and then if next week you work real hard <laughs> at your you know at your attendance then you get off the list you know so i i'm not sure if it's been clarified when they would be putting these lists up okay but tony you know so you get at what ronald kindy is concerned about
1: that anybody in the list is going to be presumed to be delinquent right and so the question is does does being absent mean that you were uh, you know um, that you'd failed in your duties or is it that you had some genuine excuse? So I think Ronald Kennedy's concern is the name and shame dimension or
0: element that could uh, be read into this particular list keep those thoughts coming. Um, We did promise you that we were going to talk about phone calls and um, messages, but I think we're going to stick to this parliamentary discussion because there are a lot of points coming in. I promise that at some point we will talk about my hatred of phone calls. (laughs) Maybe tomorrow. (laughs) Anyways, um, keep those thoughts coming. We're asking you how you feel about a list of MPs who are particularly prone to absenteeism going up on the parliamentary website. If you'd also like to weigh in on MLFF um, and RFID at tolls, let us know because we do have points coming through on that as well. You can call 7733 2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio.
7: BFM 89.9, the business station.
0: It is 5... 50 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. We are continuing talk back today on Popit Popit Parliament because um, two hot topics came up. One about RFID and tolls, but in a larger sense, um, absenteeism and MPs, which as we know is always a problem. There are always conversations about how to fix it, how to instil um, maybe a sense of if I'm being generous discipline, if I'm being less generous fear um, for MPs to show up and we're asking you for your thoughts because the speaker has proposed putting a list of MPs who do not attend up on the website. If you'd like to weigh in, you can call 777 Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, We do have, let's see, a voice note that came in. This is from Azamin.
2: One mps are not social workers secondly um if they are sick for many days they are simply not fit for the job if they are too busy they need to prioritize and make way for others to take up uh, their job uh, and thirdly what would be the mechanism or criteria uh, can they be counted to be present if they are there just for a few minutes or will they be counted as absent if they miss the few minutes when when attendance is taken,
0: Azamin, thank you for that. Uh, you're not the only person asking, um, yeah, uh, because we we also have Azami who's saying, will it be enough if you just show up for five minutes, right? What does it mean to be? to be present at the hall. Maybe they should electronically tag our MPs. But, you know, you bring out some very interesting things. I remember years
1: ago, the Malay Mail had a columnist who did this kind of parliamentary roundup. It was a very funny column that he wrote. But what uh, also I think was happening uh, during that time, and I think this was the NST, though, uh, in, the, in the glory days when people actually read newspapers, uh, is uh, that the per- they would do a parliamentary count. How many parliamentarians were there for the morning session and how many of them were there for the afternoon or, or something? Uh, you know like that And you'd see a dip just after lunch Of course you would You would right <laughs> yeah. So I mean that kind of uh, you know everybody Maybe there's a kind of a siesta going on a f- Official siesta crash for MPs Whatever it is I think we need to be One fair to MPs in terms of The kind of uh, you know duties they have But also fair to the to the voters
0: uh, We also have a caller with us Sofian, Sofian good evening what are your thoughts
8: Hello hi good evening Hi Hello. Yes uh, hi good you're evening. on Okay. Uh for me, first of all, we need to understand MPs they are not the school students or work for nine to five in office or what. They are working is twenty four hours for the rakyat. Okay, so if they cannot come, sure they have things to do because they need to meet the rakyat. We cannot let the MP for uh, need to come for the parliament session for two weeks or three weeks. It's like a long holiday for them be- to the rakyat, you know. So they have to attend function, events, meet the raya, things like that. Oh as long they can come to the parliament during their session or their, their presentation and they've done their job, it's, uh, it's enough already. Why we want them to come and sit there for nothing and they end up sleeping in the parliament? What for? Sophie, so that is so, my opinion.
1: Yeah, Sophia, I'd like to ask you a question uh, because it's very interesting what you say about the work they do in parliament, but the work there is to pass laws. I mean, they have to listen to explanations, read the bills and pass them, right? Isn't that the work that they're doing in parliament?
8: Yes, but that is not everybody has to get involved. Some of them need to meet the riot Riot outside there got so it's like Ursula Sitting in the office, do nothing is better. You go outside and meet the people, meet your staff, what is your actual problem? It is like that, it's more better. You want everybody to to, to sit inside there for three weeks, do nothing, and then sitting thing over there, listen to other people to talking. Better they go if they have the HKD outside there to meet the rakyat, to entertain the rakyat. I'm not a politician, you know. By the way, yeah, uh, I'm just a normal citizen only. But m- my opinion is we cannot treat them like a school student. Oh, you must be there like office staff. Oh, nine to five you punch 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 in and at five o'clock you punch out. No, it's not like that. We need to give them flexibility because they are MPs. That so, is my opinion.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> thank you so much, Sofiane. Thanks for calling. Um, I I think that that really reflects um, a sense of the the differing things that people want from their MPs, actually. Because I I absolutely know, Sofiane, um, that many people uh, would agree with you about wanting MPs to be available to their electorate, to to their constituents, to you know, to actually again, I come back to this. you cannot simultaneously tell people you're out of touch with the people and then complain that they you know it, it, there's there's this push and pull but but um I think to the point that you were making Sharad, the work of an MP, I don't know is, is there are multiple considerations to be made, La and yeah. whether sixty days spent in the hall is too much is is a worthwhile question to ask. Well,
1: it comes back to how our parliamentary democracy has evolved and whether the constituency work, Sophia, that you mentioned, really is ought to be done by at least Adun's and also um, at the municipal level, right? So local council often deal with could deal with the stuff that MPs end up doing. So we've had MPs struggling to do constituency work when, in fact, the first order of work that they need to do is pass laws, pass really good laws, and to be innovative and creative at that level. That's what that's what it's called, a legislature. It It's a law-making body. They're not just sitting down, shaking legs, sleeping, uh, and, you know, listening to each other talk. They're
0: making law. A number of people are... Uh kind of wanting more data. I, I think just wanting more data to be able to make decisions, say, come elections. Uh, so, for example, uh says, a summary of attendance needs to be put up together with a politician's candidacy during GE. Let's see if they dare to play truant. Um, similarly, HJ says, List, listing the absentees will allow the public to audit their work rates.
1: Yeah, I think that the transparency, I think nobody can... Uh, in a push back against the question is what do you read in terms of that, right? So do you read this as a shame, name and shameless, or do you read it as a way in which people can ask questions of their elected MPs, uh, you know, their parties can say, you know, were you there? Actually, you know, Lynn, just last week, there was a discussion in Parliament about absentee ministers and deputy ministers, and in fact, the uh, individuals, from, MPs from the uh, Parikata National Bench were criticizing the government of the day when uh, dep- ministers and deputy ministers didn't turn up and did not delegate somebody to answer questions during question and answer time.
0: I think we've got time for some voice notes. Uh, let's listen to this one from Yam. I don't see there's a problem of the attendant list for all the MPs to be publicly uh, disclosed. Just like in our job, when we are sick, we just need to file a, a sick leave with the evidence of the MC. So it's quite fair and uh, it's quite transparent. In fact, you should, MP should use it as a tool to show the rakyat how um, how com- committed they are to the rakyat. I think just add a column to the re- to the to the attendance list where the MP can specify the reason of their uh, absence. I think that's fine. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I like the comparison to filing leave. Yeah, Actually.
1: yeah, it's great. And I like the column so that MPs can kind of explain. So, you know, because we don't want too much reporting as well. I mean, what I guess we don't want it to be too
0: bureaucratic. Uh, we have got time, I think, to just squeeze in this voice note from Roberto.
9: Okay, I think that there is a need for parliamentarians around the world to attend the sittings and listen to discussions. But this is a point precisely where democracy needs to be taught to every member of the society, because the parliamentarian needs to meet the racket only to get the sense of where and how the district or constituency that I was elected, if I am a parliamentarian, wants me to vote for X, Y, Z law. Then I need to learn all the uh, different points that that law will impact the society. Then I will go back to the Rakyat and tell them this is uh, exactly the, the impact. So how do you want me to vote? The party says that I need to vote this way, but you were the ones who elected me. Then how do you want me to vote? Hence... The presence of the parliamentarians during every single session has to be made compulsory and needs to made public so the voters will know if their parliamentarian that they voted for did represent them properly. That is the proper democracy process, not just go and vote. The democracy is not there, so I do believe that yes, attendance need to be taken for parliamentarians when there is sessions going on, which of course has lasted only two or three weeks, isn't it? So there's not much problem on that. that just my two cents.
0: Thank you Roberto Uh, and thank you everybody for getting in touch on this Uh, we also got a number of messages actually about RFID and MLFF and maybe we'll follow that up on a separate show because there were some interesting points too thanks everyone for getting in touch keep it here BFM 89.9 You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 The Business Station For more stories of the same kind